Good morning, savvy listeners. I am glad that you are taking the time to invest in yourself today. Savvy, the business podcast, will show you how your daily habits can create your own platform. One thing that can make this happen, change your habits, change your success. Welcome to Savvy, the business podcast. Good morning. We are live on air with Dr. Wright this morning. We are discussing understanding the fundamentals of crowdfunding. So many of us go to uh, GoFundMe and these other websites uh, and when we're doing fundraising. Um, So we're always going to these different sites. So today we're going to dig a little bit into, we don't have enough time to really get into it, but we're going to dig a little bit into it with uh, Dr. Wright. Uh, she teaches uh, crowdfunding, and I'm sure there's a lot of loopholes and different things that we don't know about that's being discussed. So, uh, Dr. Wright, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate getting to spend some time with you. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, before we get started, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you get into crowdfunding, uh, educating others about uh, crowdfunding? Well, I've been doing it for quite a few years now, and it was very early when crowdfunding was just coming out. And actually, I saw a friend of mine doing a crowdfunding project for his book called A Pug Named Fender. And I knew a little bit about crowdfunding, but I got to watch him do this successful campaign from beginning to end, and it just clicked for me. I was like, this is what entrepreneurs need. This was seven years ago. This is when money was kind of tight. You know, people were not going to give you a loan. People were not going to help you out. People were not going to help you get ahead. And I thought this would be perfect more entrepreneurs need to know about it. And so when I talked to people about it, they didn't know about it. They hadn't heard of it. They didn't know how it worked. They weren't clear as to what it was. And so I started talking about it and learning about it. And what I had to do is I had to do it. So I did it for myself. I did it successfully. I crowdfunded a book which is very old and antiquated, called The Crowdfunded Life. Okay. And I was able to get about $6,000 in about 30 days. And so I crowdfunded that book, and I started talking to other people about how to do it. Then I got some of my business friends to let me crowdfund business for them. They trusted uh-huh. me. They knew I wasn't going to rip them off. But I was truthful. I was like, I'm new at this. I really don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> you know, right. we'll see what happens. Okay. Six of them were very successful, and four were horrible crashes and burns. I mean, you could still see the smoke from your house. So it was just, you know, I just learned a whole lot about how you actually do it. I didn't study people's campaigns online. I didn't just look at what other people did, I've actually been doing it. And that's the difference because 
there are some things that seem like they make sense, but in actual crowdfunding just don't work out that way. And so I called the SBA and I said, who has crowdfunding classes? And they said, what's crowdfunding? I said, oh, <clears throat> I'm teaching crowdfunding classes. When do you want me to come? And so that's how I started teaching. And, uh, and, and it, it kind of started catching on. Then GoFundMe got really big very quickly, and people started talking about, hey, crowdfunding, get your rent paid. Hey, crowdfunding, go on vacation. Crowdfunding, get you a car. Crowdfunding, go buy you some yeah. stuff. And it started to be kind of scammy. And it started to be kind of, go ahead. It's okay. like kind of anybody doing anything. And so that's not what I'm about. I'm about business crowdfunding. And so what we're going to talk about today is business crowdfunding. I do work with charities. As a matter of fact, I'm in San Antonio right well, now at a conference. With, let, I'm sorry, let me interrupt you a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Define crowdfunding. Let's start there. Um, I know there's a lot of people know what it is, uh, but there's a lot that really don't know. And let's start from the beginning of what is it, why should a person start that process? Okay. So crowdfunding is when you're bringing in money for your project, funding your project, business or nonprofit project, and the money comes in from a lot of different people in smaller amounts to add up to the bigger amounts. So you have a crowd who's funding Mm -hmm. your project. The reason why a business person – go ahead. No, go ahead, because just keeping it simple um, Mm -hmm. and not complex. Right, right. The reason why a business person would crowdfund is because there are different types of crowdfunding. And so – you could crowdfund, you could use crowdfunding techniques to bring investors into your business. So say you wanted an investor or a few investors, there are crowdfunding techniques to do that. You could also use crowdfunding to pre-sell and test a product or service. So say you have a book that's coming out and you crowdfund it, meaning they'll pay for the book before you write it and before you give it to them. This is a great way to test and make sure that you can really sell this book. It would be better to write a book knowing you already sold 500 copies than to uh-huh. write a book and try to sell it and find nobody wants your book. So it's a great way to test because if you can't sell it or crowdfund it, then you know maybe this is not a product you want to do or you want to sell. Okay. What are some of those crowdfunding platforms? Well, there are over 2,500 different crowdfunding platforms. So well, let's say the everybody, top, top five that you um, would suggest. Well, here, here's what I want to do. You can Google that. We don't need to spend time on what's the top one. I do have a list that of 140 that I like to use and what I like to use them for. They can go to getcrowdfundednow.com forward slash 140 and just download it. It's Get Crowdfunded Now forward slash 140-3, and they can get a whole list of them. 
because that's something you can Google. And so we don't want to spend time talking about stuff you can go to Google about. This is, you know, I have a list for you. You can get that free list. But let's talk about the juicy stuff you want to know that you can't Google. (laughs) Okay. Well, some people don't know. So I like to, you know, at least give them some direction to go towards when they're, you know, looking for different things. So this gift funding. Okay, well, when you're picking, let me say this: when you're picking a crowdfunding site, you don't just go to a crowdfunding site. It depends on what type of crowdfunding you're doing. Number one, it depends on your audience. Is your audience very sophisticated? Is your audience very simple? Some of the sites are very intimidating for people who are not used to the web. Some of the sites just work really well for whatever you're doing. So it depends. You have to take time and study. You just don't say, "Here are the top ten, and I'm just going to pick one," because the type of crowdfunding you want to do may not even be done on that site. So it's a process of deciding which crowdfunding site is best for you. And you also need to go on a site that has some of the same type of projects as your project. So to just give you a list of top ten and say go for it, that's not helpful to people because it it really doesn't um, give you – the top ten sites are not going to give you – an idea of what to do with your project. You have to know that before you go to the site. Now, I understand that. I understand that. It's just, like I said, you know, giving people an idea. And it's work. Mm-hmm. It's not like you could just go to and say, okay, let me put my information. You have to do the research and, and understand uh, what you're crowdfunding for uh, before you just select one. So just it's yes. just giving a starter. I always like to give somebody a Sort of, at least where <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you've heard of Me. I don't recommend that for business at all. I, none of my clients use that for what they're doing. I recommend that they stay away from that one. But if you're having business, Kickstarter is great for creative. Indiegogo is great for some people. Um, there are there's crowd rise. There's uh, gosh, there's uh, plum plumber. There's just uh, gosh, there's just really a whole lot of sites that you can use. And right. what you want to do is look at how much they charge you, how much you know you you want to pay. There are so many choices that uh-huh. you can really find a site that works exactly how you want to work. Okay. So, uh, like you say, once you figure out what you're crowdfunding for, why, the amount, all of that stuff, um, what are some of those, like you say, those steps, those those uh, things that no one may know uh, when they're starting this process? Well, one of the things is that people forget that you need a team. Crowdfunding is really not a solo sport. And so, you need to think about who's going to help you with writing the story of why you're doing this. Who's going mm-hmm. to be the customer service to really thank everybody? And um, even though the sites give you an automatic thank you, you want to do a separate thank you because a more personalized thank you will get you more money. Sometimes people will come back and buy again just because they got that personalized thank you or they're more likely to share. So you want to have someone there who is helping you with the customer service and making sure that everybody is taken care of. You want to have someone who knows marketing. 
In other words, how are you going to put it out there? What are you going to do to get it out there? A lot of people just depend on their own social media, and that's not really not marketing. That's not enough. And so you've got to put together a campaign. You also need to have someone who specializes in sales, someone who knows how to sell, someone who knows how to close deals because you can get a lot done working with people and closing deals one-on-one and sending them over to the site to put their money in. And so you need a whole team. And so you need to take time to get a whole team. Plus, you don't want to be doing this by yourself because, you know, some of that energy, you got to have a day off. You know, you got to have some time off. So it can't be something that you're just doing by yourself. You gotta take time to put together a team. Okay. Okay. So once you've built this team, and um, there's a lot going on in the mic. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Let me change to this. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Once uh, you build this team and you put your team together, um, what are the next steps? So you've built this team, uh, you've created your plan of what, why, how, all of that stuff. So now we're, we're in the midst of the research. You know, we're doing these, these uh, uh, the different things that, that we need to do um, to start this plan. It's the process. Where do they go from here? You know, give me some of those, sure. like you say, those, those juicy details that no one may not know about or um, that they're not doing correctly. Well, you want to start putting together your crowdfunding page and creating a really great video. Most people do not take time to really put together a professional video for the crowdfunding page. They put something they think is cute or kind of homemade and they want to raise $100,000 with a video. When you're saying a video, video like an intro of why you're doing this? No, it's a crowdfunding video. So there's a specific formula for a successful crowdfunding video. It's not, Mm -hmm. it does talk about your project, but it's also not a commercial. So you have to tell the story of your project in a commercial, in a in a commercial kind of form, but not so salesy. And you mm-hmm. have to say what's in it for the people who are putting the money in. You have to focus okay. on them. A lot of times people okay. will do a video and it's all about I need money. <laughs> I need money for this. I need money. I need money. And they uh-huh. forget talk about what's in it for the other person. In uh-huh. other words, why would they want to be in this project. Sure, you need money. Everybody needs money, but that can't be the focus. So when you're making your video, the video should be about two and a half minutes long. People make the video way too long. Uh And it should be about, hey, this is the great thing you're going to get when you put your money into this project. Okay. Okay, we have some people watching on Facebook Live, and I, uh, we have a couple of questions awesome. coming in. Perfect. Um, one is um, hiring others may not be in my budget, and the other is what social media tools can I use? 
So if hiring others is not in your budget, you can ask people to volunteer. You can make some sort of agreement. Everybody doesn't want money. Everybody doesn't have to be paid. Some people want other things. So I would think about negotiating. To be honest, if you're trying to raise more than $5,000 and you're trying to do it by yourself, it's going to be very difficult. So if you don't have the budget, then crowdfunding may not be for you. That's the other thing is that you do have to have an advertising budget. Everybody's like, I want the social media tools. Well, you have the social media tools. You use the social media that you use because that's where your people are. You don't need to use extra tools. But you need to advertise, and you need to have an advertising budget. So if you're trying to raise 30000 50000 100000 half a million dollars, those people didn't do that on zero budget. This is, that's why I say don't use GoFundMe and don't think of your business crowdfunding the same way that you think of somebody crowdfunding for a tragedy. If somebody has a car wreck and it's on TV, they're getting that money because there was so much free publicity given to them and it's a tragedy. Your business doesn't work like that. You have to bring in money from your business because it has merit. You have to bring in money for your business because people actually want what you have. People actually want to invest in it or they want to actually buy it. And if they don't want to buy it, they're not going to put money in. And so just using social media is not how you get to 50000 or the big numbers. You can, you can use your own social media for something $5,000 or lower. But if you're trying to go higher than that, you have to have an advertising budget. That's what people don't tell you, how big of an advertising budget they, they spent. They act like we did this just on our own and it just came in. And that's not how any of this happens. It's business, which means you had to advertise, you had to get in front of your perfect customers, and you had to get them to buy. So the one thing is that you have to right-size your project to your budget you have. If you're doing this on zero budget, between you and your friends, you can probably raise $5,000. If you have zero budget and you think you're going to raise $25,000, it's not going to happen like that. So find out who can work with you and who doesn't need money. Maybe they want something else. Find out what they want, and you might be able to give them something else that they want that's not cash if you don't have a budget. And what was the second question on Facebook? What social media tools can I use? Okay, so use your social media. Yeah. Use your social media that you're on because those people that know you. So if you're big on Twitter, use Twitter. If you're big on Snapchat and Instagram, use those. If you're big on TikTok, use that. If you're big on Facebook, use that. If you're big on LinkedIn, use that. Go where your people already are and they already know you, and and that's what you can use. In terms of posting, you can use any of the posting sites. I like SmarterQ, but that, that has a higher, that's on the higher end. If you're looking for something very inexpensive, uh, you can, you know, use any of those scheduled posting uh, tools that they have out there, Buffer and all those kinds of things where you can schedule posts. So posts can be going out whether or not you're online. You know, you can schedule them ahead of time, and so you can have your social media posts. But social media works as news for what's going on with your project, you still need to have an advertising budget to get those sales. 
Okay. All right. Thank you for uh, uh, answering those questions. And uh, Jackie, if you need uh, more clarification or have more questions, please shoot me a comment. Uh, um, okay. So now they've done that, and uh, they're starting to raise money for uh, whatever project that, that they are working on. Um, is there something that could continue? I guess for people to keep that good faith in you, to monitor or send back to them to show, yes, I did use the funds for X, Y, Z, or anything like that. Or once you have the money, you just have it and you do whatever you need to do. Well, no. If you're working with investors, you definitely have to give feedback to investors because investors want to return on their investment. So you will be communicating with them on, you know, how much money was made and how much money do they get back. If you're doing uh-huh. a pre-sale, you have a product that has to be delivered about 60 days after your campaign closes. And so you will be letting people know, hey, uh, we're finished with the campaign, uh, your your item, your T-shirt, whatever it is they purchase from you, your T-shirt right. will be coming in 50 days, and you'll be talking to them until your T-shirt comes. No, you don't just disappear, you know, take the money and disappear on these people. If that's what somebody's teaching you to do, they're teaching you to hustle somebody. And if you're going to hustle somebody online, you can just hustle them. But if you're doing crowdfunding as a business, then you act as a business. That means that whatever sites you have, they give you the names, the addresses, all the contact information of the people that gave you money. So you have every opportunity to connect with them and let them know what's going on because things have changed in the crowdfunding world. If people feel cheated out of their money, they will get the attorney general and come after you. There have been people who have been sued. There have been people going to jail because they got a bunch of money and then didn't do what they said they were right. going to do. Mm-hmm. So right. you don't want to risk your tribe, and you definitely don't want to risk prosecution by just walking away. It's not okay. worth it. No, absolutely it's not. So what is something that we just don't know about crowdfunding that you can share with us? I think people don't know that it's $289 billion changing hands in crowdfunding and that it's real business, Mm. that people are doing real estate, that Motley Crue just reviewed Realty Mogul, which is a real estate crowdfunding site. It's not something to the side, but it really is mainstream. I teach all over the world, and people are doing crowdfunding for real. And a lot of times people in America are so worried about looking like they're begging for because they're on GoFundMe, they don't want to involve themselves in a business practice that's quite established and doing quite well. So I think that people just don't take it serious. They take it as a, I'm desperate, so now I'm going to crowdfund, when uh-huh. it doesn't have to be that at all. And to be honest, people with zero budget, they're going to have a hard time successfully crowdfunding because it's, it does take a budget. You know, it's about business. But if you go into it as business, you can do very well. Okay. Okay, so um, – Give me some steps. Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions that I can ask 
but there's a lot that I I don't know about crowdfunding. Okay. So, <laughs> but so what are some the things, steps? Are kind of, yeah, the steps are kind of they're not uh, they're not complicated, but you do have to do them well. So the first step is deciding how much money you need. Many people say they want to crowdfund. I say how much money you need. They haven't figured out what they need. You want to crowdfund a book? Is it taking you $10,000 to do this book? Is it taking you $5,000 to do this book? If you want to crowdfund your new business and you are bringing in investors, you have to decide, are you selling them shares? Are you giving them a convertible note? Like what exactly are you giving people in exchange for the money? And that takes a minute to really sit down and do some planning. So that's a decision that you have to have made before you crowdfund. So then you know how much money you're going to be going for. Because what you do in a crowdfunding project is you state publicly, hey, I'm trying to raise $50,000. In January, I'll be raising $5,000 for my youth entrepreneur program. And so I'll be saying, hey, the $5,000 is for the youth entrepreneur program. What it's going to do is it's going to buy the meals, it's going to pay for renting our bus for our trips, it's going to pay for this and this and this and this, and I'll give them an entire list of what the money is paying for. And then I will also choose and and set up, this is what you're going to get. If you give me $25, I'll give you this. If you give me $50, I'm going to give you this. If you give me $100, I'm going to give you this. So you set out what the rewards are or exactly what people get in exchange for the money. But that takes a minute to really sit down, figure that out, and plan right. it out. Because you also have to make sure you have some profit built in. You're not going on uh, and doing crowdfunding as a deep discount sale. Because if you do that, you're going to lose money. All of the sites right. charge you a fee. All of the sites charge you a fee. And so if you take out the fee, and you take out the time, and you take out what you spend on advertising and what you spend on creating graphics and putting up the web, all this stuff, and you figure all of it out, all of it out, you will come out minus money if you don't properly plan. So you do have to sit down, figure that out, figure what your costs really are, and then you have to add more to it for a premium, for your profit, so that you have extra money to do what you have to do. It's not a problem with charging more because people understand you're raising money for this project. So you can't be on sale. You can't be talking about, hey, you can get a discount of, you know, you can get it cheaper, you know, than what it's going to be in the store. Some people are saying that, but they still are getting more money and they're still getting a profit over and above what they need. They're just making it cheaper than what it's going to retail for at, at the store. So, you just have to pay attention to little things like that, your budget to make sure you actually make money. You know, um, you do have to spend the time on it. A lot of people put things up and they set it and forget it. So that's not how crowdfunding works. You have to work on it every single day. So this isn't a good time to do crowdfunding if you're home with a babe, brand new baby or you're at home, you know, recovering from bunion surgery or, uh-huh. you know, you're on vacation. You really have to pay attention to it. You have to monitor it. You have to work on it every day, or somebody on your team has to be working on it every single day. And so that's how you're going to get to your goal. So um, it's 
simple, but I guess it's not not easy because a lot of people just go at it with no no planning and anything like that. The other thing is explain to people the planning schedule. So if you're trying to raise $5,000, you can plan that in 60 days and go for it and do it. But when you see people who have raised $100,000, $200,000, that kind of campaign was more than a year or about a year in planning. Nobody comes out with a campaign like that, and they just do it together in a month. It just doesn't come together that fast. You don't okay. have time to reach out to the media. You don't have time to, you know, get your ads together. You don't have time to make a good video because if you're making a $100,000, uh, you know, goal, your video better look like it's worth $100,000. It can't look homemade. If it's $5,000, it can be homemade. But when we start getting into the big money, it has to look professional, and you have to have a professional do it. This is not the time to have your 14-year-old nephew who's really good at video make a video for you. It's time to bring in a professional to have it done right. And so people often don't give themselves enough planning time to go Uh into a campaign, and so that makes them fail because they're going for this big goal, and they really haven't, you know, planned out anything. Okay. Is it bad habit? for uh, a person, uh, even though they are in business, to do back-to-back uh, crowdfunding? Uh, it can, I won't say that it's a bad habit, but it can bring fatigue. You know, like your tribe can be tired of it. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, nonprofits get into that habit where they're just constantly, constantly, you know, trying to ask your money, trying to ask your money. And, just, and people will get tired of it. So you have to kind of judge your tribe. Now, if you're doing something that's in stages, in other words, okay, I worked for a monk that was building, for some reason he had a big tribe in Austin, but he was building a temple in Thailand. And so the first crowdfunding, we just crowdfunded the the path, the road, the path, and the gate. Then the second bit of crowdfunding, we did the foundation. Then the next bit of crowdfunding, that's when the walls of the temple and everything started going up. And so it was back to back to back, but people understood it was stages and his tribe was giving, giving, giving. They weren't tired. They just kept raising money, kept raising money, kept raising money. So it kind of depends, but if you're you're just in business and you're just back to back doing random things, your tribe may get tired and stop responding to you. And if they stop responding to you, you know, you're dead in the water. Oh, okay. Um, we have another question. If I awesome. have five, if I have five thousand dollars, what percent of that should I use for advertising? If you have five thousand dollars, or they want to get five thousand dollars, or if I have what, five thousand, okay. mm-hmm. what percent should okay. I use for advertising? Okay, so here's how you figure out the percentage that you use. It's not, uh, um, you know, what you have is you probably should be using at least 30% of that is for advertising. Any time anybody's in business, they're using about 30% of the revenue they want to reach, 30 35% to get that money. So if I wanted $100,000, I would need a $35,000 budget to get $100,000. Okay, if it's spent well. 
If it's bad advertising or your stuff is all jacked up, you can spend that money and it doesn't get you anything. But you have to think about 35% is what people are spending on advertising. That's just the average business, no matter what you're in, that's what your spend is going to be. So if you only have $5,000 in your budget, again, I don't. it's sort of backwards. I would say, what are you trying to raise? And then will $5,000 cover that advertising for that? So you can figure it out like $5,000 is 35% of what? And then that's probably the amount that you could raise if you wanted to spend the entire $5,000. I hope that makes sense. It's, a, it's, a, it's purely a math problem, but you're spending about 35% of what you want to spend. So if you spent the entire $5,000, you'd have to say $5,000 is 35% of what? So it's $5,000 divided by 35%. Uh, divided by 35%, and that would get you about $14,000, $14,285. So if you spent the whole $5,000, but if you don't want to spend the whole $5,000, I get that. You need some of that money for video. You need some of that money for, you know, your graphics. You need, you know, I, I get that you understand you need to spread that money out. So you are thinking the right way about that but you can sort of project what you can make off of what you have to spend. So that's a really good question. Thank you for that question. Wow. Okay, this is eye-opening. <laughs> um, you're, you're sharing a lot of things that I was not aware of, and I'm sure others that's listening was not aware of. Um, I was hoping we would have more questions and more people jump on because of this reason, because they're, so many people out there that's doing various projects, doing the crowdfunding, fundraising, all these different things um, for their projects. So I'm kind of, you know, I was hoping we had a little bit more people to jump on and shoot questions, you know, where you'd be flooded with the questions. Um, <laughs> so um, this is this is some uh, really good information. So good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help because I want people to be familiar with it and feel comfortable with getting out there and trying to use it. Even if you don't do well at crowdfunding or your crowdfunding doesn't reach your goal, the one thing that you will have benefited from is that there will have been a wider number of people who know about your business or your project, and you will have contacted people. It really makes you get out there and connect with people. So the benefit is that, you know, the feedback is that you'll get some feedback about it, but you'll also will have grown your database. You'll have grown your mailing list. You'll have grown your contacts. So crowdfunding is a win-win. Even if you don't reach your financial goal, you will come away with more contacts, more connections, more people who are interested in what you're doing, even though you didn't reach your goal. You don't have to feel bad about reaching your goal. You just have to take the feedback and figure out, okay, what went wrong? Did I not get out to enough people? Um, because if everybody really loves the, the product or loves what you're doing, but you just didn't reach the goal, you probably just didn't get in front of enough people. It doesn't mean your project's not good. But if you advertise to the wrong people, you have this beautiful project, and you're selling cat food to dog people, and you got crickets, 
you have to look back and just examine what you were doing and make sure you got to the right audience and you did everything, you know, like you were supposed to do. A big mistake that people who are making films make all the time is that their trailer will be really raggedy or the film will be really raggedy or it will be out of focus and the sound is all messed up. And it's like you're giving somebody a sample of your work in that video and that video is terrible. So they're not going to give you money for that movie or that TV show because it's terrible. <laughs> so, you know, you, you have to um, really examine what you're doing. But the, the one thing I would say is that don't be afraid to try crowdfunding because you will definitely learn from the experience and you will still grow your database even if you don't make your goal. Okay. Okay. So we know for sure we need to start out with building our team and making sure we have the correct people on our team. Um, and that's going to follow through with what we need. Create that plan figure out what our budget is or what we need um, and break that budget down so we know, one, we have enough and that we don't shortchange ourselves to uh, reach our goal. And that's just from the fees from whatever platform we decide to use and break down the remaining of that money from, you know, marketing, buying, whatever product, supplies, or whatever it is you need for this particular project make sure that we have a professional marketing video for our crowdfunding site, not a selfie or let me be a picture <laughs> exactly. or anything like that. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that's okay. perfect. I never heard somebody say not a selfie before, but yes, that's exactly what I mean. Don't use a selfie video. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so now that we have that, um, and we're, we're starting to understand that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm almost lost for words. It's like, well, what else is that? Because this is a lot. Um, yeah, and it's I, not I, I gave you guys a lot. I did give you guys a lot. I do want to say crowdfunding is a thoughtful business process. Don't just throw up on the wall and just be like, oh, I'm going to go. Think through it as much as you can. Bring as much of your budget as you can to it. Don't think of it as a GoFundMe process. Think of it as a business process. This is business. And so you want to treat it that way. That's why I say use other sites besides GoFundMe because it just looks more professional and it looks more like, you know, you know what you're doing. Make sure you talk to your tribe ahead of time. You know, tell people, I'm about to do this. We're going to do this. This is, you know, I'm going to need you on board. You know, have some people who are ready to put some money in that very first day because as people hear about it, they don't want to be the first person. So even if you just have to have your mom put some money in the first day, have her put something in, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, so that by the time your professional peers and your and your tribe really hears about it, some people have already made some purchases and it's all good. So you want to really uh, just be thoughtful about it. Take it very, very seriously. Um, it is not a begging on broke situation. It is leverage. And leverage is when you, like a seesaw, when you take a small rock and you use the lever to lift a big boulder. So a small amount of money, $5,000, can get you 
15000 20000 maybe even 25000 if you really work your cards right. And so it's a matter of being able to invest in yourself to bring in more money. And there's nothing wrong with investing in yourself to bring in more money. The way I work with clients is that I do consulting. In other words, I can sit back and work with you and show you how to do the project. I have a power hour for people who just want to, they just want to ask me some questions, and we record it, and I send it back to them. And so, you know, they can have all of that. They don't have to take notes. They can just talk and ask the questions, and I can answer them, and then they get a recording of it, and then they can figure out what they want to do next. Because a lot of times the power hour is a, a good way to get started rather than just you're going to hire somebody and then, uh-huh. you know, have them do your, you know, crowdfunding or help you with the crowdfunding. When you're looking for, for professional help with your crowdfunding, you're going to need help on the marketing. You're going to need help on putting it all together. The way you figure out who is going to be good to work with you is, number one, are they doing projects similar to your project? You have to look at that. If the person only does art and you're a musician, you might not want to hire that person. You want someone who has worked with all kinds of of projects that are similar to yours. Number two, you don't just want a track record because a track record is great, but you also want to know, like, what are the fees? Some companies want a piece of your company or a piece of your revenue. Some companies, you know, you'll be paying them for a long, long time. So you want to really check into what are all of the costs and be clear on what, what you have to pay and what you owe them afterwards. There's some companies that take as much as 45% of whatever they raise, plus you have to pay a fee. So you have to know those things up front. Number two, you have to know when it's time to bring in a professional or or if it's time for you to do it yourself. Even if you do it yourself, even if you learn it, your skill level is not going to be as high as working with a professional. So even though you have the head knowledge, it doesn't mean that you're good at what you do. And a lot of young people don't get that. I had somebody ask me, well, do I have to have done it to be good? Can I just know it to be good? And it's like, no, you have to actually have done it to be good. For example, I know the rules of football. I know how to play football. But that doesn't mean I can get out on an NFL field and play football. Right? I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get crushed. So you have to have, you know, some knowledge and you know, some experience. And so crowdfunding on a smaller level and building your experience if you want to do it yourself is a good way to do it because you will learn some things that happen in real life with crowdfunding. And you definitely don't want to work with someone who just says they've looked at 10,000 crowdfunding projects and they know how to do it. They've never raised any money. They don't know how to do it. So that's what you want to do when you want to look at bringing in a professional to help you. And then you want to make that decision based on your needs and your goals and be very clear about it. There are different types of crowdfunding. So there's equity crowdfunding, there's reward-based crowdfunding, there's subscription crowdfunding, there's crowdfunding for charity, there's civic crowdfunding, and and there are crowdfunded loans, which are peer-to-peer loans. And so you need to know the difference between all of those and you need to know the rules that go with all of those because the rules are different. The rules you use for raising money for a charity are completely different than what you can use for a business and successfully do it. And that's where a lot of people make mistakes too. They're trying to raise money for their business like 
someone's raising money for a charity on GoFundMe, and that is the recipe for failure. So you can't play baseball on a football field. You cannot do, uh, you know, business crowdfunding in a charity crowdfunding way. And so you have to know those two. So it takes a little, you know, there's a learning curve to it. And so if you have the time to learn it and then plan it and then get it all together and do it, then great. If not, then it's maybe time for you to bring in a professional because you need to do something in a timely manner. So that's just a few thoughts, you know, that we can leave people with. Okay. Again, wow. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, it can be but, territory, but I still hope everybody will still experiment in there and try. You know, try a, a small crowdfunding business project just so you can get the feel of it. Everybody's not going to like it. Everybody's not going to want to do it, and that's okay too. But if you don't like it and don't want to do it, save that from experience, not because you know, somebody just told you don't do it. You know what I mean? In other words, don't say you don't like spinach when you've never had spinach. Taste spinach and then tell me, no, I don't like that. And then I'm good. Right. Well, I I will say I will make that a task for myself to try, like you said, a small one and just go through the motions and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I, you have I, nothing to lose and you can only grow your database. So, you know, when you think of it that way, take the pressure off of yourself. Okay. Well, we're going to end it there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everybody on Facebook who's listening and turned in your questions. Uh, if you want to talk to me personally, you can make an appointment at meetwithdrwright.com, M-E-E-T, www.meetwithdrwright.com, meetwithdrwright.com. It'll make an appointment for you to get on my calendar. Thank you so much for having me. You're very generous with your time, and um, this is just really great to visit with you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Amen. I, I truly appreciate the information, Amen. You kind of open up the floodgates a little bit with this information. That's just a matter of going to work, doing your research, research, and figuring out which platform is best for you and like you say getting all those things together for uh, a proper uh, crowdfunding campaign is pretty much what it's yes. going to be it's making mm-hmm. sure just that's exactly keeping your eyes open for that team and all these different things that you need so thank you again for your time and um, everyone listening I hope that you got something out of it and um, we probably may have to do a part two to this. <laughs> and, okay, and, and, I'm, I'm down for a part two. And I'd love for you to send me the link so I can embed it on my site so people can hear it, you know, if they, the people that missed it, they can hear it again. So, yes, I'm down for, for a part two. And, um, yeah, just, you know, we'll email and connect and we'll schedule it. Okay, Absolutely. So, again, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in. We'll see you on next Saturday at 9 a.m. here on Blog Talk Radio, Savvy the Business Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening, sharing your questions. And if you have any questions after this show, shoot me an email, and I'll be sure to get it over to Dr. Wright at info at savvymag.fit. Info at savvymag.fit. 
Thanks again, and everyone have a great day. Thank mm -hmm. you.